0: You are Locked On Indians. Your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians brought to you by Lockroom. I typically get on Lockroom every Saturday night, uh, sometimes during the Indians game during the day. Typically around eight a eight a m. Nope, eight p m. Central Time, nine p m. Eastern. It's a chance to sit down, talk baseball with me. I keep promising someday I will set and use it for the podcast. Uh, there, it's always the possibility you get the file and that could go. Uh, we're still working out the bugs with the Android one, so it'll probably be after we get all those bugs shaken out, that I will use it for podcast material. So on today's show, uh, I've got some leftover from my talk with Pat. Uh, Pat and I, it's a fun chat every time and might just keep happening where you have a little bit left that I can put on. Uh, I cut and added that our Lake County talk essentially will be the third segment on the show today. We had eight minutes left and the podcast was already well over 30 uh, when you put in the ad reads. So just trying to make sure that we are sticking under that 34, which is kind of the sweet spot for the podcast. Today's game uh Tristan McKenzie what a performance. I know I have not been talking about game to game there's just been so many other things going on. It is funny that if Pleasehak doesn't get hurt, McKenzie doesn't have his best start of the year. Uh, you know, he has struggled so much throughout and then to what have four no-hit innings was it? Uh, to go five. And then and Quantrell pitched well. Yeah, Quantrell picks up the loss, but is anyone out there really like mad at Quantrell right now for this one? I, you can't place any fault with the pitching. If I was doing the three-star thing, which I will, of course, do, uh, in this game, your top two stars are McKenzie and Quantrell. McKenzie goes five innings, one hit, three walks, five strikeouts. In this game, he had a weird situation where he had given up, he had walked walked more hitters than given up hits. That's not something you see all the time. Just three walks over five innings is probably the best part of this start to me. Quantrell comes in, gives up two hits, one run, strikes out four, that first inning he was mowing them down. Three innings. Only seventy-three pitches for McKenzie through five. Forty-two for three for Quantrella. Those those are just two stars in this game. Offensively, five walks. Uh two of those to Jose Ramirez, two hits by one to or I should say two hits by Owen Miller, four total hits in this game. The Tigers managed three walks and three hits. they had six base runners. I should also go see if do we have any wild pitches uh, or hit batters, no, on their side. So the Indians managed five walks and four hits, so they had 11 opportunities and could get, could not get them across. The play that probably stands out is Naylor, uh, both his single where he was thinking double and maybe he could have gotten there. I actually didn't watch that happen live. I could only kind of see the replay uh on the game that they were showing it was not like a highlighted replay on the app and i i don't know if he would have made it to second but then if he makes it to second he's going to score i get to a degree because i've talked about before yeah go ahead (laughs) you know i talked about this uh, time where it's like send the runner if you got austin hedges coming up to hit Uh, in this situation you did have bowers coming up who hasn't been great but uh, i'm not sending a slow base runner from first to home Like, Naylor is not a fast runner, Uh, not an ideal situation, not what I would have liked to have seen them do there. You know, if it was someone who was quicker, sounds great, seems great to me. Let him go, go, go. But second and third in that situation, you know, it it could have – that puts a lot more pressure on the opposing team. It puts a lot more pressure on the pitcher, and maybe that breaks the inning open. Maybe that breaks the game open. And you look at the next inning, Bowers comes up and walks. Not to say that, again, uh, it couldn't have turned into uh, something, you know, that Rivera wouldn't have just come up and struck out swinging that in the inning. But, again, going first to home, let's let's not make that final out at home in that situation. When you come out in the third and you look at that, they had a walk and a hit by pitch. Just couldn't get anything to it. Uh, A strikeout, a foul out. Then the hit-by-pitch. Then Ramirez uh, flies out as well. They had opportunities. They just couldn't get anything with them. It's totally a game where the offense deserted them, which is something that has happened a lot this year. Who reached base twice? It's Miller and Ramirez. That's it. Miller gets our third star of the game in this one. Uh, He had a double. He had the only extra base hit. Jose Arenia has not been good. And the fact that he went five, if he doesn't get hurt, and he's pitching a shutout. Five and two-thirds, three hits, three walks, two strikeouts. Not ideal. Uh, first, what, broke a six-game losing streak by the Tigers against the Indians. You just don't want to lose the Tigers. You're in a situation where you almost need to beat them all the time. Uh, I know losses are going to happen. Man, losing one nothing where you had more opportunities than they had. And it was just that perfect storm of they hit the ball to center field, the bunt, they they played small ball and it worked out. Like I hate bunting in general, uh, but this is the case where small ball worked. Uh, if the Indians had won today, side note, instead of lost, like if they'd maybe broke that game open in the 2nd they it'd be what? One game behind the White Sox, uh, who also I believe lost today uh, instead of one and a half back. So close. A situation where they are right up on the White Sox in spite of... Now, the White Sox have had big-time injuries, let's be honest, with uh, some of their players that have gotten hurt and have been down. But they're a more talented squad. <laughs> That's not up for debate. A lot of people consider the White Sox the top team in the American League. We'll see how it goes for them. They don't have the top record. top record in the American League, by the way, goes to the Rays. Uh, who have depth for days in the top minors in baseball, so I'll hail the Rays. But yeah, the Indians are a game and a half back. Uh I was I t- I don't know. Yeah, we do have wild card standings. Is like is someone doing those early in the year? Yes, those exist. The Indians would be uh what, a game and a half back of the New York Yankees. Currently the Red Sox and Yankees are one and two in those ranks, with Houston coming in fourth. Fifth is the Blue Jays, sixth is the Royals, then you have the Mariners Angels. Rangers, Twins, Tigers, Orioles. That's right, the Twins are bottom three, even though they have won four in a row. Keep that in mind. We're going to take a quick break here. We will come back, talk about some more fun, talk about baseball, talk about the Blue Jays, who the Indians will be facing this upcoming weekend. But first, let's talk about our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Wealthfront, one of our newest sponsors. We've talked about Wealthfront many times. Wealthfront is a company that... you know they handle people's money, <laughs> it's at the core of it. There's a lot of places you can go where people are going to handle your money, and it's always really annoying. I know when I go on mine and I see the the amount that they're taking out of you know basically their cost for for using my money to in you know, a large group of funds to you know they're benefiting but they're also taking a fee. If you look at that and you don't like that fee, Wealthfront right now has a deal for all of our listeners. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com backslash locked on MLB. Just need $500 to get started, and you get your first $5,000 managed for free. They emphasize free, but I think here's the more interesting thing for life. It's not just for free for a year, it's not just free for two years, it is for life. Go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on MLB. That's W E A L T H. F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com backslash locked on MLB and get started today. Rock Auto. What more can we say? I always admit I don't know cars. That is not something that I am knowledgeable of. Yet even with my lack of knowledge, I can figure out and navigate the Rock Auto website. I can go there and look for a piece or part for my car that I need. And if I still know Ohio, to have a guy, and I would take it to him, and he knows how to do that for me. And if you have a guy, then you want to go to rockauto.com. Remember, when you go to Rock Auto, you're going to, in the How'd You Hear About Us box, say, Locked On, Locked On MLB, Locked On, in the Indian, some form of Locked On. Let's them know their advertising money is well spent. Remember, Rock Auto is just a great tool for you, the consumer, even if you're not going to be able to buy a part for them. But if you are able to buy a part, and if it is something that you yourself can fix, or you know someone else who can fix you're going to save yourself money. It is one central location, family-owned business. Cuts down on the overhead, pass that savings on to you, the consumer. Just remember that when you do go to Rock Auto and you do buy that piece for your car, tell them Locked On sent you. So the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, Vlad Guerrero has dispelled all notions people had. Uh, you might remember people calling him a bit of a a bust when he came up. I don't know if I, bust is the right word, but there were a lot of people doubting him as a prospect. There were people saying... I, I don't know if people remember this, but saying if his name wasn't Vlad Guerrero Jr., we wouldn't even talk about him. That was an exact quote from someone with a blue check mark on Twitter. Uh, it was silly because all the data showed that is categorically not the case. Uh, and yeah, he's is he a great defender? No, he doesn't need to be. He's 22 years old, needing baseball and home runs. He is absolutely mashing. What's his stat line this year? If you haven't been paying attention, well, how about this? He's walking more than he strikes out. 15% walk rate to a 14% strikeout rate. I'll read that again. He's walking 15% of the time. He's only striking out 14% of the time. He has 16 home runs. I mean, that's like peak Albert Bell stat line. Uh, you've heard me talk about Albert Bell being a player who doesn't exist in this era in terms of his ability to walk and not strike out. Vlad Guerrero, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is doing that. Uh, this is a guy though, for his career, his strikeout rate, his highest it ever was, was as a rookie with 177 Even in the minors, he didn't strike out a lot. He's just always been an amazingly phenomenal talent. So far this year, his runs created plus is a 203. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone at a 200. Yes, that will go down. That will change. But right now, he is pretty much a perfect hitter. Defensively, not so much. Base running, not his thing. Dude mashes. This is like, you can go back to the greatest hitters of the last few eras, and he's on that path right now. Uh, That is how good he has been. Uh, He is positively frightening in the middle of that lineup. And if that's all they had, that'd be one thing. Boba played well this year. Marcus Simeon, I had my doubts. You know, you heard it on this show where I'm like, well, he had one good year. Other than that, he's been a league average shortstop. And he had one great season. Well, make that two if he keeps this up. So far in Toronto... How about a slash line of 286, 536, a war of 2.2 already. He's already over two war, 12 home runs. He's walking 9%. Now his strikeout rate of 26 is a little high for him. Bapip is at 347. He has been very lucky is what that tells us, but he's also been very good. Uh, he is playing well. He is playing quite well. Runs created plus of 142. That year that he was an MVP candidate, it was 138. Uh, other than that year, his highest before that was in 98. So he's playing up. You know, 2020, if 2019 was the breakout and 2020 was just the weird year, I mean, this could be closer to true talent. He is 30 years of age, so you expect to see more of a traditional aging, aging curve. But he's having a great age 30 year right now for Toronto. Uh, really a phenomenal signing for them. And he's going to be, now we know there are, for you know, uh, shortstops in free agency next year are four days, but he's shown he can play some second and play it well. Uh, it's going to be another interesting infielder for uh, that market. Teosca Hernandez, I also expressed some concerns about just because he very should seems like a player who's going to be the extreme ends of the spectrum in terms of performance. When he's really good, he's amazing. When he is not. He's going to struggle a bit. He has a 1.2 war so far this year. Runs creative plus of 148. Uh, and I'm just, you know, the whole thought of that. And the reason I'm here and on here was silly because this is a player who, who his first year in Houston, he had a 95 runs creative plus after that 134. That was only in 27 games, but a 107, 102, like you've been above average. And then 143 last year, 148 so far this year. Not a great defender, uh, not a great base runner in spite of his tools. Hits the ball hard, doesn't walk a lot. uh, Walks at an okay pace. It's up over eight this year. You're hoping to see him kind of in that eight to 10 range. But he's just being extremely productive. Now, bat pips this year and last year are well over the unsustainable uh, area. At some point, that's going to come down. And yeah, he's hitting 320 this year, he hit two ninety last year. Before that he was a two forty hitter. He's probably gonna be closer to two forty, two fifty when it's all said and done. But could he be over thirty home runs? Uh absolutely. That's very much possible. And you know, if you're thinking, wow, the Indians have one guy who's average, above league average, and we've already mentioned like three players playing all star level. Uh we haven't we didn't really go deep on Bobichette. Uh we haven't talked about Randall Geerchuk, who I thought would be out of a job after their uh, free agent additions of um, why am I blanking on the player they signed from Houston, uh, George Springer. But Springer has been hurt, and Kevin Biggio is currently hurt. That's right, they're down both those players, and they're still performing well. And Geerchuk is having a career year as well. Stop me if you've, I've, you've heard me say this so far during the course of the show. Uh one of those players who I thought had a contract that would put him kind of below water in terms of his trade value and it's not that it's a terribly onerous contract but it's a lot of years that you still owe him at a decent amount and he did everything okay previously like he had, had a runs created plus of 95 115 90 109 last year it's now 116 this year uh bat pip 299 299 well within the average range, nine home runs already. He's, this year, it's kind of, I don't know if I want to say it's comical, but let's talk about 2020 versus 2021 data. In 2020, 273. This year, 276. Last year, that's average. On base, 312. This year, 309. Slugging, 481. The same both years. He is playing exactly how he played in 2020 with a little bit better defense. And I don't think Toronto is necessarily going to be rushing to trade with Cleveland because they're trying to contend and Cleveland doesn't necessarily have pieces that could help Toronto contend. Uh, If Cleveland's trading assets right now, it's more of the type that are minor league players or else there would be a logic to trading with the Blue Jays. Now, these are two teams that are also chasing the wild card and I don't think Toronto wants to help a team ahead of them in the wild card. So it's not going to happen. But if everyone was healthy. You know, we talked about Gertrude's performance the last two years. He's not playing. He is on the bench. Uh, Joe Panic is right now playing for them in third. That hasn't been ideal. Once Kevin Biggio is back, he'll take over that position. Rowdy Tellez has not been that great this year. So there's a chance that maybe Gertrude or Teoscar Hernandez moves to DH when Springer is healthy. Just an incredibly potent lineup with some of the best young hitters in baseball. And their big free agent guy isn't even playing. And that is why they are fourth in their division barely 500. Uh, they did call up Alec Manoa, one of their top prospects, with Nate Pearson already being up. Uh, Simone Woods Richardson's going to play on Team USA. Alejandro Kirk is hurt right now. Manoa was kind of more of a back end of the top 10 guy. Uh, Jordan Groshans is kind of their next big prospect. Austin Martin, who they I thought was the number one player in last year's draft class. So in spite of what we just talked about, What's going wrong with the Blue Jays? Why are they struggling to be 500? Uh, Ryu's been great again. Steven Matz is pitching as well as he's ever pitched. I mocked that trade when it happened because Steven Matz had been meh, but he's worked out. Robbie Ray is, he's not been peak Robbie Ray, but he's been darn good this year. They've had three solid starters. Uh, Ross Stripling, it has not gone great with Robbie Ray it has not gone great with. In terms of their bullpen, this is the disaster for them. A.J. Cole, uh, blown save recently. Yes, that A.J. Cole who pitched with the Indians. Uh, Trent Thornton, Ty Tice, Joel Payampas, Travis Bergen, Tim Mayaza, Anthony Castro, Raphael Dallas. Tyler Chatwood is getting a lot of innings for them, and he has not been necessarily bad, but again, that you're in a situation where it's Tyler Chatwood, Jordan Romano, who was a Rule Five selection uh, a few years ago, has been good as their closer uh, when he has, you know, had the opportunities. They don't have like a set player in that role right now, and it shows. Since Merriweather got hurt, he was the guy I talked about early in the year was supposed to step up for them. They signed Kirby Yates to that contract. He had Tommy John surgery, so they knew signing him they wouldn't have access uh for this season with him david phelps bounced around a bit more of a depth arm but someone who you'd think would help he had lat surgery this month tom malone good old tom malone have left handed arm will travel uh he's been on the dl since the beginning of the month merriweather went on the dl back in april he looks so good at the start of the year and they just haven't had any uh, access and then ryan borchick who I'm kind of surprised he manages to bounce around, uh, as he was uh, basically a loogie who's finding life in a world where loogies are uh, uh, not valued as much. Where they've intentionally tried to make a loogie uh, no longer part of Major League Baseball, but he has been out for a month. Their bullpen is a disaster. Uh, so, is the world where I don't think there's a world where they can necessarily trade an arm for a bat, but it would be interesting to consider. It'd be something to look at and talk about. I am sure. As I just kind of go down the list, I was trying to figure out who else is still on there. Forty man who's in the minors. Normally they have this. uh, I'm not seeing the exact data right now uh, for that. Oh, there we go. It's just because they don't have anyone in the lower minors unlike the Indians. Uh, They've got a few players. They don't have a ton in their minors. Uh, Nate Pearson, Anthony Kay, TJ Zoich Uh, are their pitchers. Kind of surprised we're not seeing More of Pearson and Zoich or Kay. I mean, none of these guys are young. Uh, Kay is, like, older than everyone on the Indians pitching staff, for example. And Zoich is uh, just a little bit younger than him. I know it hasn't always been uh, the best production when those guys have been up, but they don't have much else. This is a team with a top-shelf offense, struggling to find specifically bullpen help. Uh, but could still use. Honestly, we'll see how Alec Manoa pitches for them. I think he's going to make his major league debut against the Indians. I could be wrong in that. If I do a quick look, I am wrong in that. He, he made his debut uh, on Wednesday. I just hadn't had a chance to check that out. The Indians will see Rio, Stripling, and Mats. Normally, I would say, hey, Saturday and Sunday, Friday is going to be rough. Whoever the sacrificial lamb, probably Eli Morgan is, uh we'll talk about all that later in the week you'd say the next two days we'd have a pretty strong chance but we'll dig into all that on tomorrow's show maybe we'll see if there is a a weird crazy trade that would make sense with uh some of the indians pitching depth for some kind of hitting depth uh much like when i did my show on monday with jeff carr of lockdown reds phil in that spin data you know he's sitting on the bench he's not getting used they got too many arms up there's got to be a world where he has some trade value to a team like the blue jays i don't know maybe we can figure it out we'll look into that tomorrow today though we have a new sponsor and you know how much i like that lucy nicotine is a company founded by caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative finally tobacco alternatives that don't suck researched and developed for three years to be made for people not patients lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors wintergreen cinnamon and pomegranate Lucy also has lozenges with 4 milligrams of nicotine that comes in citrus, cherry ice, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can get your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Hey everybody, it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges this is the real deal. subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's as so simple. You don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Uh, locked on MLB network listeners. Go to lucy.co and use the promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gums or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use the promo code locked on MLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical co, and be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Now let's go over to Bet Online and see what our line is for tomorrow's matchup uh, with the Indians against the Tigers as the Indians try to win this uh, series three games to one. I, again, I'd <laughs> be very sad if we split a series against the lily Detroit Tigers. Matt Boyd has pitched very well this year. If you listened to my show last week with Chris Brown, we talked about matchup. Matt Boyd and how he's playing, but it is Shane Bieber on the mound, who in spite of two back-to-back struggle uh games with struggles, the Indians are still giving a run and a half. So if you maybe think the Indians have struggled more against lefties, which is definitely true since Fran Mill's gone down, and Shane Bieber has not been as sharp of late, this might not be the worst opportunity for you to go out and place a bet. And if you're the person who does like to go out and place bets, go to betonline.ag, use our promo code locked to get a five-zero fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. Remember that is betonline.ag, promo code locked on. So here is the rest of my talk with Pat from yesterday. Is you covering Lake County, that being such an interesting squad? What are you know, last week we talked about Jose Tenia. I learned about his, um, his relation to Fran Mel Reyes, which I didn't realize. Who's got you this week? Who would you like to? It was Juan Uribe, actually. It was Juan Uribe. Okay. Yeah. my it was, bad. It's, it's
0: actually Wine Urubay and Fran Mill Rays. I'm sorry. Wine yeah. Urubay. No. Yeah. I uh,
1: like heard about Uribe. I remembered that one, but I had no idea about Fran Mill. I didn't know that there was that bonus connection. So remember I remember that. I may
0: be wrong about Fran Mill, but I actually heard that from the grapevine from somebody. but Yeah. I'm sorry, but that on
1: record oh no, case, but. you know. Hey, with all of this, like I said, I am learning about these guys. Who's uh, who's got your attention down there this week? Who's someone else? Uh, play, you know, don't even necessarily have to be playing well, but who's who's the player that uh, got your attention to talk about?
0: So actually, didn't cover you of know, like Connie's home games for the past week, but I've kind of been box score watching because I got to do um a report tonight for for IBI. But just to give you some names that I've. That's caught my eye. Um, Brian Rocchio is kind of playing a little bit better. Um, But, you know, with him kind of being in Venezuela last year and stuff, he's. I'm expecting him to be very, very rusty. But, you know, that Lake County captain's position player group is very, very young. Like, very, very, very young. Like, they have five of the top ten youngest players in all of high A, I think. High A East and, and on that team. On that position that, player group alone. It's...
1: and. It's a fun squad. That is It is. For sure. It's
0: a very fun squad because the position player group is just as talented. You know, when people look at Lake County, they, they, they really just look at, you know, Valerio, Rocchio, Bracho. Um, but I'm um, the three college pitchers on the rotation. But, you know, when you have guys like Reynolds um, Joe Naranjo, um, who else? Victor Nova, Jose Tana, um There's just a lot of depth. Talented depth there, yeah. like talented guys. I like uh, uh, the catcher. is always La
1: Vastita La Vastita been, Also,
0: he's, he's one very of those guys i been intrigued by. Yeah, he 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 actually steals a lot of. He he has like four the bases too. So Levisita caught my eye when I when I watched him. Um, Victor Nova also. He he's very interesting. I
1: don't he's know very, him very well. I'll be honest. He's he's one of those guys I really got to study up on this year.
0: Okay, so one thing he has a very patient approach. Um, he gets in a lot of two two three two counts. Um. He's pretty athletic, and he's very versatile. He could play a good left field, decent third, second, also. Um, and I think he's played, yeah, he hasn't played any short, actually. Um, but um, right now, the guys look really good when I've seen them. Um, he's very athletic as, as well, another switch hitting infielder that this team has amongst a gazillion switching infielders. Um, who else? That's it's crazy. That's really like it. He's-
1: he's like Delgado is almost like a forgotten guy to a lot of people where, you know, when I was talking about him in the offseason, it's like he had the highest bonus ever given out to a fifth or sixth round pick by the Indians. Yeah.
0: $600,000 bonus. Yeah.
1: But he gets buried behind that. I mean, that, that group of Latin American talent is unreal. Like that, that group has a, I was talking with Jeff Carr yesterday. I'm like that, that group, it's crazy to say this when everyone's in a ball, but it's like that group, when you look at the depth and how there's, legitimately six prospects, seven prospects in that grouping could end up being the single greatest year of Latin American players, the Indians, assigned in team history. Like, it, it, I know maybe I'm being a little too over the top, but, like, I just no, normally that, get that one. that thing that's very
0: accurate. That's very, you get one they, or
1: two. Can... You don't get five or six. That's what's amazing to me. But yeah, it's, it's a uh, – and as of now, do we know for sure with uh, Valera, have they admitted it's Someone told me, you know, a possible oblique injury. Is it just he's out and we don't know specifics quite yet?
0: Um, So I haven't, I haven't heard anything officially. Indian's perspective said it was oblique. So um, that guy kind of has all the connections. So it's probably oblique, but he's not on a seven-day IL, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah, um, yeah they hopefully it's. I'm hoping it's not um, that the Indians pro guy. I mean, he, he talks, he the age, you know, he's connected to the agents and, you know, yeah. it's not to say that I don't have friends in the agency field as well. Uh, sometimes you get great information. Sometimes they tell you that the Atlanta Braves are definitely drafting their guy when they're not. So, you know, it can be hit or miss. I'm not bitter about that. Uh, ruining a perfect mock early on, uh, or I still am. Uh, I did want to ask, if just one name in particular, you talked about all the college guys. Have you had a chance to see Mason Hickman yet? I'm anyone who's listening to the show knows I'm just intrigued because he didn't really develop at Vandy. He was uh, such a he's a very much an Indians guy. And I'm curious to see if they can get more out of him. I know he's only had three starts, so it's not like they've had a lot of time to work with him. But he's one of those guys that I feel like he's big and he never added velocity. And he's a very much an Indians type of guy. And Vandy's I know Vandy have the top two pitchers in the country. But they have had a lot of guys recently go through that system. Hugh Fisher, Chandler Day, Mason Hickman, who did not show much development in their time there. So I was kind of curious. I I did all this lead up and watch it be you haven't had a chance to see him. But I I was curious if you'd seen him or if you'd uh, heard anything, if he's uh, done anything to trend up, or if it's just he is a really good college pitcher who is currently still dominating younger talent.
0: So I haven't seen Hickman. I've only seen Logan, uh, Logan T. Allen and Tanner Burns. Um, but I actually have some um, intel about Burns if you want to know.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, Burns, Burns has had some great. Uh, <laughs> I had someone tweet me this week that Burns was going to be in Cleveland this year, so I'm I'm waiting to hear any intel you can give me.
0: So um, he's actually developing a. He actually has a cutter. what's well, a cutter slider hybrid? You know, the slider thing that's kind of going around baseball now. It's interesting. And he, yeah. Oh, so he. Gonna, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. So yeah. when I was talking to him uh, during the post-game uh, interview he was doing with the press, um, he goes up and in with the cutter and he, he uses the same grip as the slider. He just throws it harder. And he, he goes up and in with the cutter and he goes down the zone with the slider. And he's also working on a new changeup grip, which is a traditional four change changeup grip, but it's kind of offset a little bit.
1: Yeah, I was just my laughing was there was a point in time when it's like the White Sox taught every pitcher they got a cutter. And it was a fact, I mean, like for anyone out there who wants to go dig up Esteban LeWise's stats, he was like the poster child for them with that. We can ignore what happened after his career was over uh, in terms of that story. But just like uh, and now the Indians have a lot of guys they're working with that cutter on as a pitch. And it's it's almost like if you can't beat him, join him that they realize that uh, it's something that a lot of guys can adapt relatively easily. Yeah, I, I agree. It seems like a lot of
0: guys sort of cutter, or they kind of very. It needs to kind of known to already known to revamp guys slider, so it kind of makes sense that they could revamp guys or teach guys how to do good cutters. Considering
1: the cutter is basically a slider, just just throw, throwing harder. Yeah, it's uh, like I said it's it is interesting how much we're seeing that pop up. I like I said I think you are covering the team to watch this year. I you know we. Haven't even had a chance. So many interesting players uh, to dive into on that roster. I'm hoping to see a little bit more Raymond Burgos as the year goes on. He's been my helium candidate. I feel like for five seasons now, uh, it's, it's probably barely been in the system five seasons, but there's so many fun guys, so many interesting talent, so much interesting talent. I should say I want to remind everyone to go follow Pat at, or I'm sorry, at tangible underscore uno, uh, great information, great articles, great guy permanent part of this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB draft. I have more content coming. I need to upload it this evening or I will upload it this weekend over at MLB draft now.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening. Remember to rate and review, download daily. All that stuff really helps our show continue to grow and for the next year, maybe two. Go tribe.